Welcome to KLE, and this is your host, Sean Smith, and we are today talking again about the apostolic or understanding apostolic leadership. This is part three, the last part of the live video teaching that I did in the group uh, Kingdom Leadership Equipping, and so enjoy this with me. It's the last 20 minutes of the teaching. Any questions? Fire away. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. Thank you for listening. An apostle checks to see what the foundation is, if it is the blueprint, and then watches whether the building is actually aligned with the cornerstone being Jesus Christ. Okay. Now, if you go to 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3, Paul says this, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. The word war is the word strateomai. And it means to serve in a military campaign. This is the strongest concordance. Figuratively, to execute the apostolate with its obvious duties and functions. To contend, listen to this, with carnal inclinations. They don't come fighting you know, and doing spiritual warfare, their warfare is to contend with carnal inclinations. When the house is is moving away from their intent, they bring apostles deal with, contend with inclinations. It's interesting. Inclinations means uh, the way you, the you know, something that, that influences you to go another way, to be inclined towards. And so they contend with those things that distract you from Christ, from, um, from the true purpose, from the redemptive purpose, from the, from the focus, from the intent for what it's meant for. And so when that is being lost, so when, when they when you don't have the generational succession in the house of family, when you don't have team building going on, when you don't have leadership being empowered and released, when you don't have an eldership that actually have the governments in the house, not deacons, not pastors, elders. Pastor is a gift, a gift that functions as an equipping. That's it. They're not over churches. They're not chairmans. They're not CEOs. They're a gift. Same as teachers, same as pastors, same as evangelists, prophets, and apostles. All the same. It's just their function. You understand? It's their function on where they fit into the, into the building and how they build. Apostles, foundational. They set the spirit in the house. They contend with things that are moving the house away from the original intent, away from the foundational blueprint. And so they reinstate that. They contend with that. The word, the word strateia may he comes from the root word strateia. Strateia is stratos, an army, or to be in camp, camp likeness. That is an army that is like a host. You know, in the Bible, talks about the he was the lord of hosts or the lord of the armies of heaven and so we we the 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 campaign the military campaign of the apostolic to execute listen the ap- ap- 
apostolate with its arduous duties and functions, which is to contend with carnal inclinations. That's the strong concordance. Root word, military. Root word is from an army to encamp, to camp. Okay. Whew. This is hard work. All right. And then that comes from another word, which is spread, to, to spread out before the Lord. To spread out before the Lord. Now, there's, there's another word, which is, um, let me see quickly. Let me just go here into my notes. And that is 2 Corinthians. We're still on 10, but the next verse is um, what? Boom. Uh, let me get here. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 5. Four. For the weapons of our warfare, let me let me just go here into my Esword notes. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Now he's talking about them as apostles, as the apostolic gift coming in, and and he said the weapons of our warfare. Because you remember he said that that um, we although we walk in the flesh we do not war after the flesh stratia mahi now he says the weapons of our warfare the word warfare there is strataya strataya means military service listen to this the apostolic career as one of hardship and danger warfare it's like, how many do you know doing that? They're pastoring. They love to gather people, make everybody feel happy, you know, preach, shout, scream, spit, you know, all those things. That's wonderful. But who does the real work? Who's doing the real work of warfare to the carnal intentions or inclinations within the house of God? And you understand, is sometimes we immediately thinking house, we're thinking our church, our thing. But what about your life? There was, a, there was a, a guy that got up a number of years ago, and he was ministering man and signs and wonders and everything else. And as I was listening to the, and everybody was calling me and saying, are you watching this? You need to get people around and watch this. It's signs and wonders. But, you know, that always bothers me is when we're running after the signs. The signs should be running after us. And I became concerned because... I looked at this man and something didn't register with me. The apostles all got up, the apostolic council got up and they all aligned with him. And because, because it was a move of God, you see, uh, you know, a move of God. And so uh, everybody was like, you've got to get on the boat because this is happening, you know. But something bothered me. And people were getting upset with me because I said, no, there's something wrong here. What's the matter with you? Can't you see? And, you know, it's God and all the rest of that. I said, Something's wrong here. Well, it turned out the guy was doing, he was getting drunk every night after the meetings. Uh, he was imposing, his marriage was a mess, everything else. And so the fact of the matter is, is that I don't blame him. I blame the apostles, the, the so-called apostles that were, you know, standing on the platforms and declaring alignment. Why weren't they in his home? Why weren't they contending for the carnal inclinations? They're not fighting with him, but working, modeling, and, and mentoring him. Discipling, as Shay said, it's discipleship. You know, really, discipleship is mentoring. 
and I, we can do that another time. But is that why weren't there people working with him? Why, weren't there, why wasn't somebody, instead of staying in a hotel, staying in his home, seeing how he is with his wife and kids, seeing his life, why wasn't somebody holding him accountable? Why wasn't somebody being a father? That was my question. And when the whole thing fell apart, then everybody was distancing themselves from him. And I wrote a letter, in fact, to them, and I said, you know what? This disgusts me. The way you will discard somebody simply because now that it looks like you've aligned with the wrong thing. It just disgusts me. It, it infuriates me. It, it just, as a father, just as a natural father, if I see a father doing that to their children, when the children don't do what they want, then they reject them. It just really gets to me. And I say, why do we do it in the ministry? Why do we do it in the church? The church is the hardest place to, to, um, to succeed and fail. Why is that? Why is that? I'm telling you because we've got this hierarchical thing that's all, dis out of, all dysfunctional and out of order. All of it. And so, you know, Apostles will come in and execute the apostolate. Why is it odious and why is it a contention? Because the, the mindset, you know, he, he goes on to say, of course, he goes on to say that um, for the weapons of our warfare are not flesh, but divinely powerful in the destruction of fortresses. The word fortresses there is speculations or reasonings, thoughts, meditations, devices, considerations. It's, it's what's deeply mindsetted. It's like the paradigms, the, the way we think it's got to be. And we see through rose-colored glasses, we think we're always right. Even apostles can be that way, you know, and are that way. They, that's why they need the prophetic. That's why the foundations are built with apostles and prophets. Because apostles come in and they're doing this work and the prophet comes in and he can discern where this thing, the direction he can interpret the, 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 the will and purposes of God and communicate it clearly so that there's this, there's this um, two-stream gifting flowing into the very foundation of building the building, both the person and, but you can't get them together. You can't get a prophet and a, an apostle together. There's always, you know, this, who's going to be the greater? It's just ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. You know, sometimes we need to shut up and sit down and say, actually, I don't have anything to say. I don't have anything to do. But you know what? I'm going to meet with you. Can I come and meet with you in your home? It's, and, and not, ye, 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 that saith the Lord, but just work into their life the spirit and the life and the word of God. <laughs> you know? So that's basically... Um, <laughs> that's basically my my take on not my take. This is scriptural. I've I've studied. I, you know, there's so much more. I'm trying to give you as much as I can here to to at least give you the spirit of the thing. It's not. There's no rule. There's no. There's no rules to this. It's principles. Principles. You've got to gra grasp the spirit of the principle. So that you can hook all your belief system, all your perception into the way it works. Apostles come and work with mindsets. They bring overthrow. That's what he goes. He says, we are destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God. And we are taking every thought 
And that is mindset. The word there is mindset. Captive to the obedience of Christ. Because, you know, in our paradigms, in our mindsets, in our thinking, we, we establish these sacred cows. And we establish these ways. And what happens is now the foundation is most of the time not laid properly. And so now it's going skew. If, you, if you're just a gifting, coming in and establishing something and growing something, then it's going to be skewed. Because if you're just an evangelist, you know, there's too many pastors that are actually evangelists. They, they should be equipping the saints in having the heart of the lost. <laughs> That's what they should be. But what they're doing is they get fed up with everybody, buy themselves a tent and a big sound system, and off they go. They're not involved in, in resourcing and equipping the house and in, in developing the, the building. They're not building the building. They're not repairing and preparing the building. In my worst time, I could not find anybody in the world. In fact, one man on here uh, on, on today, one man was prepared to pick up a phone and phone me and pray for me. And when he did, it was like something broke in my life. And I'm grateful forever to God for that man's obedience to just do that. He was the only one at that point in time that was prepared to even move to help me through a difficult time at that time. I was unraveling. I was, you know, and I'm going, why? You know, I, I don't think it was, it was unintentional that I had to go through all of this because I experienced stuff and I began to research the word of God, not out of hurt. You understand? I, I had to overcome hurt and disappointment, but that wasn't the thing is that it, it was like, I knew I was going through this dark night through a storm and I had to do, I went to the word of God and I had to look for what are the kingdom principles that we are supposed to be bringing to the house of God. I'm not saying I have all truth, but I'm saying we need to find the heartbeat of the Father in everything. And we don't have it in the we don't have it in the foundation. So if we don't have it in the foundation, it's not definitely not in the leadership. Leadership, you know, these giftings, these Doma gifts, apostles, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, they are the ones that actually bring the culture of the kingdom into the house of God by by carrying the heart of the Father into it. And if, if it's not first apostles, secondary prophets, thirdly teachers, etc., then that's where the whole thing falls down because we not, we've got the heart of empirical dictators. Not We don't have, we've got empire builders, insecure orphans, standing in a place of supposed to be equipping the house for maturity, and we don't have it. We, we're condemning the bride of Christ because they're not hearing from God, doing more works, and, and we're condemning them from the pulpit. We're preaching at them and saying, "You should be. Every, everywhere I go, I just hear how bad the people are in the church. And I'm going, you know what? When you look at my kids, you can't blame them. You blame me. I'm the dad. You blame the parents. We were the ones that put it into them. Now, when they go on to accountability and all the rest of it, that's fine. When they've grown up, if I haven't put the right stuff into them before the age of 10, forget it. You're going to struggle after that. Any parents know what I'm talking about? <laughs> that's what it is. But in the church, we think we can we can carry on this stuff without without um, without consequence, without consequence. We're not seeing the body of Christ mature. 
into the full stature of Christ, not the stature of man. God knows I don't want anybody to be like Sean. <laughs> Please. We've got to direct them to the Father. We need to bring the heart of the Father into the foundation. We need the apostolic gift of leadership. But we don't need these fast and furious empire-building guys that are out there to build their ministries. We don't need it. We need fathers. We need fathers. I'm going to say it again. We need fathers who will defer to the Father. True fathers will always direct people to the Heavenly Father. That's it. And they will bring the spirit into it. They will bring not spiritual warfare going up on mountains and in planes, trying to pull down principalities and all that rubbish, charismatic stuff. We're not talking about that. They will bring warfare of overthrowing things that take us away from our single-hearted and single-minded devotion to Christ. Um, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 2. That's what they will do. They will recorrect everything, bring it back to sonship, bring it back to the heart of Christ, directing everybody back to the Father. And so they will mentor as a father, bring in the seals of the Father, and they will model it so that it gets established into the very foundations. They don't just teach it. They do it. They are it. They are it. Just like the prophet. He's not, it's not just because he's got the ability to prophesy. It's because he is something. He is like the communicator of the, of the, and, and discerner of the will and purposes of God. He, can, he, he is it. He brings it in. Not because he can hear, hear. Because he is it. The evangelist, the pastor, brings the heart of, of, of caring and nurturing. And this begins to raise a whole family that is actually mature. We, we start seeing moms and dads coming and arising who can mature. Not, and and you've you, you not got equippers that, you know, the Doma gifts that now are threatened by moms and dads arising and who can nurture the family of God into maturity. Thank God for them. We need more. Why don't we see more moms and dads? Why do, you know why? Because we've got... Often ministers, often kids, children, immature, standing in pulpits, standing in places of, 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 of leadership who should be maturing the body of Christ. And what they do is, be, but because they threaten, they reject. They reject, they demolish, they, they will fight, they will spit, they will scream, they will manipulate anything to keep their position. This is out of order. Out of order. It's crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. So that's what I wanted to share with you today is just not, not to, you know, to really, I'm challenging some mindsets here. I know I'm, I'm, I might be, you know, rearranging the furniture a little bit and, and please, you know, take what you can. Go and check out the scriptures for yourself. Listen to this again. Go and study the word. Go and look at the strongest concordance for yourself. Make your own conclusions. I'm not saying I have all truth on this, but really what I'm trying to convey to you and what I believe I am is it's just the heartbeat, the spirit of the thing and, and the spirit of the gifting. Because, you know, this has been the most damaging, damaging area in so many areas of, of ministry. And, and I believe because it's not there, because it's not allowed to be there properly, I'm talking about the proper thing. You won't find apostles on, on super platforms. You won't find them there. 
They're not going to be there. You're going to find them obscure. You're going to find them in places that, you know, is like the dads. They're on the rocking chair. <laughs> they, they're involved in people's lives, and that's it. They're just involved in, in, in building up people. That's what they're going to be doing. And so um, <clears throat> I just really want to convey that heartbeat to you because if, if we get that heartbeat right into the foundation, if we get the right, the, the true, the authentic gift, of the apostolic leadership coming in, I'm telling you things are going to be in order. Things are going to begin to have the right heartbeat, the right spirit, and suddenly we're going to start seeing maturity come and a whole lot of other things. It's it's an arduous duty. Paul Paul calls it an arduous duty and function, and and it is. It's 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 a it is. It's it's a leadership that that doesn't come easy, and and it's costly, but necessary. 